Hello and welcome to Tribal Council, a show in which two brothers who had never seen Survivor before started from the very beginning and then fast forwarded to season 41. I'm Patrick. And I'm Chris. And this week we're going to talk about my million dollar mistake, episode three of season 41. And Chris, I don't know about you, because you're three hours behind me, time-wise. But for me, this is Tribal Council Nights. I, uh, listeners, I have a beer for this one. So, you know, things oh. might get crazy. Uh, I could get one, but I have to go, like, all the way downstairs. I'm not doing that. And it's, well, like, it's a... not that late for you, actually. I mean, it's 8 o'clock. Okay, all right, hold on. Listeners, we could have planned this ahead of time, but we did not. How now, brown cow? The lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue. Articulation can be fun. The lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue. Ooh, I messed that one up. The lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue. Articulation can be fun. I'm back. I got a nice Pacific Seattle Northwest local cheap beer, Rainier. Ooh. Named for the mountain, I presume. A mountain named after the beer. Oh, damn. That must be no, a not, good beer. <laughs> not really. No, this is like uh, this is like the PBR, Bud Light, Natty Light variety of beer here. Oh, do they not have like Natty Light and PBR? No, they have that stuff too. This is just like a local shit beer. Okay. I, mean, uh, I, I prefer I it a... to others. Uh but we went camping and so it's left over from that because we usually get it for just drinking around the fire or whatever. I have a very fancy Southern Tier Brewing Company, mm. Old Brew Coffee Pumpkin Nitro. Pumpkin, yeah. Yeah, but it's I don't a, know if I've had that coffee, one specifically. Coffee Nitro Pumpkin. It's very good and very weird. Very smooth, I bet. It is. You know who's not smooth? Brad. Yeah, that's, I guess, maybe the best answer for that. Yeah. So, we open this episode at, at uh, Yasa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Liana is just crushed that they did not vote out Xander in the last episode, which means Liana agrees with me that, you know, maybe they should have voted out Xander instead of Oche, but that's fine. She agreed. Um, I think they basically everybody agreed with that except Tiffany, and she had enough anxiety around it to be able to talk the others into going with what she wanted to do i was right is what i'm hearing Uh uh-huh uh and then they're all kind of talking around camp and tiffany stumbles along this beware advantage while making some fire um liana i was was confused by this at first because it was just liana was just like messing with the fire and this new beware advantage was just like sitting right by the fire and i was like Oh, so she like found it. And she just hasn't opened it yet. That's interesting. I, for a second, thought Liana had put it there. Yeah. For someone else to take. I thought, and I was like, yeah, oh, I thought maybe that or like, yeah, I wasn't sure. And then I was like, is she going to just like throw it in the fire? Are you allowed to do that? So I don't know. That's a great question. Someone. So I watched this with some friends that don't usually watch Survivor or at least don't usually watch Survivor with me. Um. And they, well, they've watched less Survivor than we have, but they were like, 
after reading it, can they just burn it? Like once they have the information? Oh, so it, like it's so nobody could find it. Yeah, like instead uh, of having to hide it, like the, all three. So listeners, three different people will find this same advantage it's hidden in a very obvious spot, and they all like bury it basically. My guess is they're there's not no allowed special to, info on it. My guess is they're not allowed to destroy it. Okay. Uh, Tiffany finds this, and Liana is like, "It was I was right there. I just didn't see it, and maybe missing that was my million dollar mistake." That's the name of the episode. I feel like I need a theme song for that's the name of the episode. That's the name of the episode. Boom, boom. I'm not going to remember that next week. We'll see. Uh, yeah. So Tiffany opens it. Tiffany's got the, uh, the, this beware advantage that says, um, you can, there's going to be a boat tonight. You can sneak off and get on the boat and go to an Island and make a decision or not get on the boat and give up your vote for the next tribal council. Yeah. They make this a very big deal of like, uh, you have to really sneak out, except she finds it like right in front of Liana and Evie. And so like literally everyone on her tribe, except for Xander knows about this. So it is very easy for her to sneak off and do this whole thing. Right. Well, we see All right, Yua, sneaking later. Yua, there's ah. one over there at Yua too. And the camera, this is one of those times when like the viewers see things before everyone else does, because they kind of like show a shot of camp and then the, uh, the advantage in the foreground kind of like glows. Did you notice this? I didn't. I mean, we also, when Liana was tending to the fire, also saw it before she did. Yeah, but this time they use special effects to make it like glow on the screen to be like, mm. here it is. I didn't notice that. It was very fun. Um, and by very fun, I mean, it was okay. Uh, <laughs> Brad finds that one. He's working on the fire. He's like, this is what I get for working hard. I found this, but no one else uh notices that he found it and this was after do you think this was that after he found the other one or before before right i think there's a time i think it's before because i would guess that's the he woke up that morning so that's like the morning after what the other tribe would have had tribal council right because he found it like right in the morning oh yeah you might be right and then there's like a time jump and then they do a flashback it's getting all wild with a chronological order here who knows what's happening uh it's not actually confusing, but they show well, no, later. It, uh, now I am confused. I think he found this first. So then it's not a flashback. No, no, no. Later, there is a flashback because later it shows JD looking for idols. And then they're like talking about like, maybe there aren't even any idols. And they flash back to when Brad and Jeannie found the three-way split immunity. Idol. You're right. Okay. There is also a flashback on Luvu yes. later. Yeah. So yeah, they are getting all timey-wimey. Uh-huh. This is confusing. Okay. I think uh, it's going to get to the end and it's going to be a dream the whole time. They were all dead the whole time. It's always been purgatory. That's not how Loft ends. That's, that's what not haters, what it means. That's what the haters think. It's not purgatory. Oh, boy. Well, some of it is. Kind of. Not purgatory, but like some of it's something like that. Yes. Like part final of season, season six is yeah. after death yeah uh-huh. but Maybe. not the whole show mm-hmm. uh lost is one of my favorite shows yeah all right so we got clued in to last week we talked about 
the two, the three secret phrases that have to be said, and we could only remember two of them. Turns out the third one is, I'm as confused as a goat on AstroTurf. I like that one. Uh, yeah. It uh, also feels like maybe the easiest to sneak in. Yeah. Like, you I get his claim it's like a weird phrase, but like, you're just saying that you're confused. I think Brad got the hardest one to sneak in, and you could tell, because he really sucked at sneaking it in there. <laughs> he was very bad at it. Um, uh, so, like, uh, it turns out that so Brad and Jeannie had found the three-way split idol. Brad was the first one to find it. So like he has ownership over it. Um, and he and Jeannie are allied together. They do um, this weird thing. Maybe not weird. Where like Brad is looking at it and reading it. And Jeannie is like 15 feet away. So they don't look like they're talking to each other. Right. Except they obviously do look like they're talking to each other. Well, I think it's just so like if they start hearing somebody walking that way, they can already be like apart from each other. They can like shut up talking and be apart from each other. Okay, that's fair. It looked like they were like trying to avoid eye contact, and I was like, "This isn't fooling anybody." Um, and then uh, Brad goes and tells Shan about this um, because he thinks like she's allied like number one with him, which is not true. Um, well, wait. Shan says that he must think that she's ally number one. I think that Brad's allies are Jeannie and then Shan. Okay. I mean, but he, he just, trusts Shan enough to tell her about this idol. So, like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah. Funny. I just Shan is like, I'm, I'm everybody's number one, and I was like, I don't think that's actually true, but okay. Uh, but Brad then that night needs to go do the boat thing because he has found both beware advantages. So he builds himself. He, I don't quite understand how he does this. I assume that he goes to bed with a bunch of shit so that he can then like build a fake Brad. Ferris Bueller style, as he says. And then uh, out of like, away. yeah, out of like flippers and a hoodie and stuff like that. And then he can't like just get up and walk away and leave it. So he just like rolls away until he can stand up out of eyeshot of everybody else, which is very funny. Uh, this episode made me really like Brad, which is unfortunate. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then uh, Sydney is the one who finds it from the other tribe. Um, she, uh, before she finds it, she, we see her telling, um, Danny that Nasir said he wants Danny gone. Um, and she finds the beware advantage, uh, while they're all like just sitting around the fire, she like notices it there and like gets up to walk away and like leans over to pick it up. They're not, th this doesn't actually come back up. They made it seem like Nasir maybe saw her like pick it up, but then we don't ever actually see anything else about it. So I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I think it might come into play in future episodes because we haven't seen a lot from Luvu because they keep winning challenges. I mean, it so might we not because nothing's going to come from it. Like she chose, which we're going to talk about, she chose the safe route and so and didn't get her reward. And so like, it's just done. Like, But if Nasir accuses her of like having an advantage. But she doesn't have. Right. But she Nasir could have. thinks okay. she does gotcha. and that might yeah. matter. Okay, yeah, yeah. But so they, uh, those three go. We do this... see. Oh, Wait, ahead. sorry. In this section, Sydney's telling Danny that Nasir wants Danny out. And we do get a little flashback of like that conversation. Nasir swears Sydney to secrecy about this, and she agrees. So, like, that's also going to come into play at some point. Um, but in this conversation, Sydney is talking to Danny and also Deshaun and Erica and. The last person on their tribe, Heather. Heather yes, uh, and telling all of them about this thing that Nasir did, 
And we were like, where's Nasir during all of this? And Nasir is just 50 feet back from them, watching the other five of them all hang out without him. He's not eavesdropping. He doesn't know what they're saying. He's just like angrily watching the flashback. The way she told the story was also different than what it was in the flashback. Cause she started the story by saying like, like I woke up in the middle of the night and I just had this face right next to me and it was Nasir. And he was like, we got to get rid of Danny. And then they go to the flashback and they're just like chilling on the beach together sitting. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. She's definitely a storyteller and is trying to paint Nasir as being weird. Right. Um, So, uh, Which, but then Nasir is weird though. He's just watching five people hang out and not like doing anything about it. Um, So Brad, Tiffany, and Sydney go sneak off to the boat and they arrive at this hut in the middle of the night and they get, it's another like prisoner dilemma situation um, where they get to choose either to get a tarp or to steal a vote. If everybody chooses tarp, they, uh, they all get tarps, right? Yeah. If they all choose steal a vote, they all lose their vote. But if there's a split, the tarp people get nothing. And the people who chose steal a vote get to steal a vote from somebody. Um, and the steal the vote lets them, when Jeff says, all right, let's go vote. They have to like publicly announce, I'm going to steal so-and-so's vote. And they get that vote. So they get to cast two votes. And that person they stole it from doesn't get to cast any votes. Oh, I didn't realize that that's how it works. That when uh, whoever gets it, when Brad gets it later, he opens it and starts reading it and i paused it to like read the instructions and that's what it says okay so he i didn't realize that he has to like openly announce it interesting yeah um and so uh, they have this like discussion where sydney is trying to say that like tiffany can't really risk stealing her vote um but then tiffany's like well maybe i do need to do that so sydney i guess if you're leaning and sydney's sydney makes the mistake i think of saying she's leaning tarp and be because I don't think Sydney actually did want to vote tarp, but she yeah. made the mistake of saying she was leaning that way. So then Tiffany jumped on that and was like, oh, if you're leaning that, then we can just both go steal vote and we're good. And- Except Tiffany clearly doesn't understand how this works because she's like, then everybody gets what they want. Not realizing right. that Sydney would not get a tarp. Yeah. They yeah, either Tiffany- have to all agree tarp or betray each other. This isn't the first time Tiffany hasn't understood how like these things work. <laughs> Right, exactly. But I was like, she says, like, cool, you get your tarp, we get our steel vote. And I was like, why is no one correcting this? I thought Sydney and Brad need to say something here and be like, no, 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 no. I thought Sydney was gonna steal choose still choose to steal the vote and they were gonna all do it and all lose their vote, but that is not what happened. That um, is uh would have been more satisfying, I think. Yeah. So Sydney did uh they showed us that Sydney chose tarp and they showed us that brad chose steal a vote we actually don't know what tiffany did right we don't see yet but we find out like right after the commercial break i think oh because she checks to see if she got a tarp yeah wait she checked to see if she got a tarp or she checked did it say what she thought she was checking for just that there was nothing there it shows that there's nothing there and she said she has a little confessional that says like i didn't get a tarp so someone must have stolen a vote yeah I guess if there, even if there was, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, the fact yeah, that yeah. she got nothing tells us that right. Tiffany might not have understood. Yeah. So but... Tiffany and Sydney both got nothing because they chose tarp. Brad chose steal a vote. So he got the steal a vote thing, which we're going to find out doesn't really matter. But we'll talk about that at the end of what happens with that. It stuff. could have mattered. It, well, yeah. I mean, it doesn't anymore. Right. Um, I did notice when they went to go check this, 
I they probably show this in the first or second episode. And I didn't notice they have these like wooden mailboxes for their tree mail now. It's not like old like thing. It's like a it looks like a blue mailbox that you see on the street for like depositing mail, except it's made out of wood. Yeah, I did. Uh, they um, I did not listen to that Ringer podcast for this episode yet, um, but Tyson Apostle, who hosts that and has played on Survivor before, has mentioned like. Oh yeah, like I know this beach, like I know that route, like I, I have done this before. Right. So I imagine that those are also like similar tree mails to what they've used in previous seasons. Yeah. Another thing that I noticed that they must use in previous season, uh, goes with the challenge, which we can segue to right now. Um, Perfect. The challenge is out in the water, and I noticed when because the water is pretty clear, you can see huge like cement things down in the water that they must use to like put in post when they want to put post in certain spots. Like they have like permanently established spots to like build sets for challenges oh that probably is very helpful for them that's great uh yeah so they get this challenge um and brad tries to work in his thing about how broccoli is just like small trees um (laughs) and he like really stumbles over it really poorly and we find out that uh, i can't remember what we decided we think has to happen but xander upon hearing that repeats his thing about like yeah i know what you mean by being delirious it's like last week or the other day when i said butterflies are just dead ones saying hi or whatever so he, xander worked it in nicely of like repeating himself and then they and didn't get the third jeff even like kind of prompted him like after mm-hmm. brad said his thing jeff was like xander how have you been feeling yeah uh and like checks for it again apparently i saw online that um one of the producers confirmed that like Xander has to say at every challenge whether or not he hears the other stuff. Oh, okay. Because I was wondering if, like, the next challenge there, because the way it kind of seemed in this episode was that it was like the ball was now in Brad's court. So he starts it and then other people follow. And so I was wondering if, like, they hear nothing, what happens or if they, yeah. I mean, we'll, apparently, yeah, Xander I have is no idea. to say it whether anyone right. else is there or not. Um, yeah. So they, we learned that this is a double immunity thing. So the top two teams get immunity and they both get trays of fruit, just like the first place team gets a little bit more fruit. Um, the losers lose their Flint and go to tribal council. Um, and this is a like swim through the water challenge, climb up, uh, walk across, uh, like tightrope and, uh, jump back in the water. And they, it's like a relay. Everybody has to do it or everybody, but one, or does everybody Everybody, everybody does it. Everybody does it. But and when they get only to four shore, people on each tribe because... Right. Yeah. When they yes, get to shore, then they have to dig up a bag of like sandbags and then throw them up in the air to land on these platforms and the top, the fastest two win. Um, that looked really fucking hard. The sandbag throwing thing? And also the balance part. They have yeah. to like walk across a rope with like only four little ropes to guide them. Mm-hmm. But the sandbag specifically, they're like throwing sandbags into the air on these like pretty small platforms that are very high above them. I feel like that part couldn't have been that. I mean, maybe it was very hard, but like Brad nailed like three in a row and somebody else nailed like two in a row too. Yeah. But I feel like that's a little bit like, uh, like cornhole of like, once you get it, you like can do it a little bit more. It was pretty. So when they got through all the water stuff, there was like some one team behind uh, Xander's team. Yasa, Yasa. historically been awful at challenges. But then by the time they got to like the throwing of the sandbags, it was pretty, it was all like equal because their team got the sandbags dug out of the sand really quickly. And so they like evened it up. Um, And and 
before they get to the sandbags. Sorry. Mm-hmm. It just so happened that Xander and Brad were the oh, last yeah. people in the uh, relay. So they were like the last people on those platforms uh, and like chat a little bit and just say like, you know, I like what you said about broccoli or something. And they're like, yeah, like we're in it together. Yeah. Uh, except except what he said. I like what you said about broccoli. And Brad's like, yeah, I kind of messed that up. And Xander's like, yeah, you did. <laughs> it's very clear. Like, yeah, that was bad. But then they're, yeah, they were like, yeah, we're in this together. That was kind of cool way that it worked out that they were able to like have a very quick, like five second chat about that. Yeah. I wonder if they kind of did that on purpose. If like both of them tried to be like the last on their team. Oh, maybe. So then uh, they do the sandbag toss and Luvu gets the win. Yasa gets second for the first. So Yasa, this is the first time they have not lost the challenge in all three episodes. And then Ua is going to, or Ua is going to tribal council. And then I immediately had a question. Luvu has won every challenge except for the like very first marooning challenge. I They've gotten first place in every challenge. Yeah. And then I immediately had the question that I typed in my notes of can Brad steal a vote when he can't vote to the due to like the one third immunity thing? And he immediately answers it on camera by saying, I can't steal a vote because I'm not allowed to vote. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that answers that. But yeah. I, I don't under I feel like that, like yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like I feel like he lost his vote, but he could steal somebody else's vote. But I, I feel think like that, that it's not. I don't think the way that it's written is you have lost your vote. I think it is you cannot vote at Tribal yeah. Council. This is a very vote-heavy season in, like, all of these different immunity things are, like, and rewards are dealing with, like, giving out extra votes and stealing votes, except we've seen none of that in action so far. So I'm like, it's only three episodes in, so, like, I'm assuming we're going to get to. It's just, like, going to be really lame if they, like, threw all this extra, like, bonus votes, stealing votes, and then, like, it never actually does anything. Yeah. I am a... I don't know how much of that is like because we jumped so far in the future. Cause I do think that a lot of these like vote voting advantages and stuff are a common thing because they often say like the vote is the most important thing. So risks of like losing your vote are common, I think now, and also getting an extra vote or the way that it was phrased in the show of just like, or you can risk for a steal a vote made me think that steal a vote is like a common thing that people right. that watch Survivor a lot know about, and we just have never encountered. Yeah. Um, in Shan and JD's camp, um, JD's like, I got to go to the bathroom. And when he comes back, his pants are hanging down a little bit. And Shan notices he's got a little slip of paper sticking out. So she knows he's got like some advantage there. Um, and so he fesses up to her like, yep, you got me. I got an extra vote, um, which they tell Ricard as well. This kind of pisses off shan because she thought they were like tight and allied and she was upset he didn't tell her um and he's like well no you're not supposed to share like when you have secret immunity stuff and she's like you didn't even share it i found out yeah this was difficult for me because i think i generally agree with jd of like you can be solid allies without necessarily sharing every advantage oh yeah but from shan's point of view who definitely feels closer to jd than she does brad and Brad told her about his advantage. That feels bad. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, they so they they are painting this up to like be possible for like multiple people to be getting voted out. Like you're not sure who's gonna like. Are they gonna vote out Brad? Are they gonna? Is this really? Did JD just fuck them over? And so now they're gonna vote him out. They show Ricard thinking that like 
JD kind of owes them now. And so that could be good to have him around. But then they're like, but Brad's good in challenges. I think is what he's saying, even though JD seems to be good in challenges too. No, but oh. JD really messed up the sandbag thing here. JD oh, yeah. was trying to do like trick shots with the sandbag and like potentially lost them this challenge. Actually. Yeah, I, yes. I don't think he was trying to do trick shots. I think he was trying to do like a layup essentially. And he's like, instead of throwing it from down low, I can jump up and then I only have to like flick it up a few inches. It just didn't work. Yeah. Um, I do want to mention, this is like a minor thing. I don't know why, but it like was bothering me. So like back at the challenge, they swam, climbed a ladder, walked across this tightrope to another platform and then they jumped in the water. And when they jumped in the water, the next person could jump in. They always seem to like, hesitate when they got off the tightrope platform and didn't like immediately go in the water like it always seemed like a slow transition when that's like the most important thing is like but the, the only thing i could think is like maybe they have to like get up there and then wait for permission from jeff to be like yes you crossed the tightrope now go in so it couldn't be a like a i think that they have to jump off from the like opposite side of the platform yeah, maybe it just so like, they have to they have to like climb onto the platform and they can't just like fall from there. They have to like be on the platform, cross the platform, and then jump. Yeah, it just didn't seem like they were moving like as expediently as I would expect. But they were probably also like exhausted, I guess. Yeah, they haven't eaten in seven days. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, back to the JD thing. He did have a nice quote talking about how he was annoyed he made this mistake of having like the paper get hit or seen, and he had a quote that was "crap hit the fan and the fan was made of crap." Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it made and, me think, how would you create a fan made of crap? So JD, in a way to get Shan to trust Oh, them, you're, you're ignoring my question. Then. <laughs> uh, gives her his extra vote slip to hold on to. And she says that he's grounded, basically. Um, which, like, she can't use that is what we've come to learn, right? Like, that's not transferable. Or we're not sure about that. Oh, right. I forgot that we did actually have a conversation with past guests, Karen and Jake, about this. Yeah, I think they said that whoever touches it owns it. And so it can't be stolen, but maybe it can be transferred. I can't remember what the answer was. I feel like you could give it to someone. And particularly, I feel like what I thought was going to happen here, and I didn't want to happen because I kind of like JD uh, would have been was that so Shan was good. going to vote JD out and keep the advantage, mm. which would have been so mean and uh, so heartbreaking. Well, yeah, that would have been bad. I thought it was going to be that she was going to have to use his extra vote to vote him out. Oh yes. That also would have been <laughs> oh, wild. like chef's kiss, like stab yourself in the back basically. Um, yeah, I guess I don't. So I don't know if she is able to use this vote. Either way, like him giving it to her at least means he can't use it. So like he can't use it while she has it because unless like having to ask her like, hey, I want that vote. Yeah, um, which like I'm very interested if if I was Shan, I would not really want to give that back to him like ever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they head to tribal council. Um, they talk a lot about alliances and trusting people and uh i don't really have any specifics before the vote um yeah me neither except that shan is like very emotional about this and is like she has a whole monologue i know i do have kind of some stuff about this she is like feels like she has to choose between brad and jd and she has this whole monologue about how it's just like when she was five and her parents were getting divorced and 
Her mom made her choose between living with her mom and living with her dad. And she felt like she had to betray her dad, but just by saying that she wanted to live with her mom. And that's a state with a very, very sad story. Yeah. Absolutely sad story. Not the same situation. Right. At all. You've known these people for seven days. This is not the same as your mom and dad. So I was like, okay, producers really love Shan, I think, is what I'm getting from well, I don't, yeah, and I don't know that she's saying it's the same, but that this split vote or having to decide between two things brought up those emotions and it's hard you can't like ignore even though those emotions are not directly related it's hard to just hide those emotions that's true and maybe she's the kind of person that is just like pretty open and vulnerable about things all the time but i probably would not share my like personal family trauma on national television even if it was reminding me of that i guess i don't know i don't know um so we see them go vote. Brad can't vote because he doesn't have the third. The immunity has not been activated yet. He gets sent home with double advantages. So do those just disappear? Like, I would imagine his steal the vote thing is gone. How the fuck is the th- one third immunity thing going to work now? So I have my two. Guess is, okay. And maybe this is going to be one of your two ideas. My guess is he gives it to the producers and they rehide it. That is what I'm pretty sure happens. My other possibility is they remove the one from Luvu camp and tell Xander that it's gone. And he gets his voting restored? Yeah. Is that number two or have you not had the first one yet? No, this is number two. Oh, okay. It's Tribal Con Podcast. It's Tribal Council. Is that number like seven? (laughs) It's Tribal Council. Nice. You should have done like Tribal Council night and then like that is the opening of the can. Mm-hmm. Um, the next week on shows yeah. uh, Sydney looking upset. We see something where Deshaun apparently wants to throw a challenge, and uh, Danny is not happy about that. Um, and there's one other thing that I didn't write down because I couldn't tell who was involved. Maybe do you know the name of the next episode? Yeah, they hate me. Because they oh, ate me. Yeah. I remember, I do remember seeing that name because uh, it made me think of 21 Jump Street. Uh, because they say the line, they hate us because they ain't us. No, that's not 21 Jump Street. That's uh, the interview with. Oh, never seen the interview. James Franco and Seth Fro- Oh, Seth yes, I've seen the interview. <clears throat> yeah. They yeah. hate us because they ain't us. Uh, yeah, that's also just like a common phrase, Chris. Okay. Well, it made me think of the movie the interview it's a funny movie check it out caused a lot of political controversy at the time yeah it was a whole thing i remember that mm-hmm. uh north korea man uh who do you think says they hate me because they ate me ain't me they ate him <laughs> uh jd mm, that does seem like a jd thing to say huh uh like who like yeah it's jd I agree with you, but for the sake of being different, I'm going to say Danny. Okay. That's we have nice. not seen much cockiness from Danny, but he's a, he, he is a former NFL player, and so I feel like there's probably some cockiness there, even if it's under the surface. He did say in like the preview for next week when he was like, that's how you find out that Deshaun wanted to throw the challenge. He's like, Deshaun wanted to throw a challenge, and as a athlete, that's like a critical sin or something like that. And I wonder if there is something about, I would have said Nasir as like a wanting to get the challenge to get Nasir out. And so he's like, people are attacking me, except 
I don't think Nasir would say that. Right. Um, so I'm going to say Danny. Potentially also as just like a people hating on Luvu thing. Maybe not him specifically, but a Luvu thing. This is unrelated to that, but I just went to blackout Brad in my notes and he was the second oldest member left on the show at this point, and he's gone. Is Jeannie the oldest? Uh, nope. She's three years younger than him at 46 years old. Heather, the oldest maybe? is Heather. She's 52 years old. Okay. Um, so now Heather's at 52, Jeannie's 46, and oh, Jeannie's not the second oldest. Tiffany is 47. Okay. Okay. Tiffany's. All three on different tribes. Weird. Uh, yeah. Weird, weird, wild stuff. Uh, all right. Let's talk fantasy and then final three, I guess. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And because we got to do like the MVP and stuff. So fantasy, uh, I'm continuing to crush it, except I did lose a person this week. So I am down two people. So I have eight people left on mine. Patrick's down two people, eight people left. Our mom has literally lost every single person that's been eliminated so far. So there's been four people eliminated from the show and she had them all on her team. Uh, to be she's fair to her beating patrick who's in last place with 631 points our mom was 633 and me uh 120 points above them with 759 i i mean my mom is beating me so like you know that is enough defense for her part however that might change after giving an mvp because we're very close but i am very surprised by the first four people being voted out like that uh, i really I'm expected surprised by Sarah. Sarah was on your team. Yeah, that was because we, yeah, I mean, I guess we all had to make these choices without meeting them, but like five minutes into seeing Sarah, I would have regretted picking her for my team. No, oh, okay, okay. She was like so instantly emotional that I was like, oh, she's not going to last. That's unfortunate. And I don't mean that like it's great to be emotional. It's just going to be tough to keep the game of Survivor straight if you get too emotional like too quickly or that easily yeah okay okay uh but like i really expected voce to last longer i did not choose brad because i did not think that he would last super long but i mean i had picked sarah and abraham and i still thought voce would last longer than third um so that is to say i think my our mom still made good picks for the most part and has been very unlucky well, that's nice of you. She's down four people, so it couldn't have been that great, Mom. Yeah, well, I have to see her a lot more often than you do, so. um, I have, I don't know who I'm picking for MVP yet. Yeah, me neither. Oh, you know what? Yes, I do. I think I do. Yeah, I feel very good about my choice, actually. Do I... Do I? Do I? Okay. Yep. All right. I'm ready. Three, two, one. Xander. Who? Shan. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I see that. Mostly with the JD stuff. Like she's got some control there. She was like playing both sides, basically, where like Brad trusted her a lot. JD trusted her a lot. Ricard trusted her a lot. I think her and Ricard actually have the strongest bond, like alliance on their tribe. Um, and then she's in with JD enough that like he wanted to prove his loyalty to her by giving her one of his advantages. And so it just shows like a good amount of power there. Um, yeah. Yeah. I did like weirdly almost want to pick Brad just for finding two hidden immunities in the same episode. Like, yeah. Uh huh. But like, you can't be MVP when you're voted out. Right. 
I thought about that too. Uh, I said Xander because Yasa has lost every challenge ever, and they won this challenge because of Xander's great cornhole ability. Oh, yeah. And his um, quick swim. He was a good anchor. Yes. So, like, Xander almost single-handedly won them that challenge. Um, so, good work, Xander. That is a disappointing MVP pick because all of us have Xander on our team, so it's the great equalizer. But uh, that's fine. Um, that does put me ahead of mom now. For the yeah, record. because she does not have Shan, and the two of us do have Shan. I would bet that this episode made her hate Shan more than she already did. But we'll have to wait and hear from her about that. Yeah. Um, all right. So last week, our final three, I said Xander, Shan, and Liana, and you said Shan, Erica, and Sydney, and none of them went home. I'm going to roll with mine. Xander still seems to be doing okay. Uh, Shan is got some control there like i just picked her there and then liana um i think i think i still feel good about all three of these really uh yeah i had shan erica and sydney and i'm gonna stay with that as well i like i've had it since episode one still like it i'm a little bit worried about sydney's crying in the next episode just because crying in a preview can sometimes mean bad things ahead but uh i'm gonna roll with it for now the website we use for the fantasy points has apparently 203 people which seems like so low i don't know how i found the site but there's only 203 people who have picked teams but there's 203 people who have drafted teams on here and i'm 36th out of 203 that's pretty good damn that's very good yeah uh yeah and our my name is called tribal council chris so people are gonna know about tribal council i guess oh yeah some uh Quick things about fantasy. We do these little um, Google Sheets allows you to make little charts of like showing how people have changed over time. Uh, And I just noticed some cool things of like Xander has been getting steadily worse over time. Um, It's like a straight line down going from 48 to 31 to 17 over the three episodes. Um, But alternatively, like... uh, Liana has been remarkably steady. She's had 20, 24, and 21, which is just like, you know, not super high scoring, but just very, very steady across all three episodes. Uh, so, you know, that's fun. Hopefully that's interesting insight. One of the teams in 19th place on this website uh, has the name of Yasa Queen, which is fun. Oh, that is fun. There's one, uh, Patrick, this has not been discussed on the podcast, famously loves eggnog. I do. Uh, there's a team called the Nog Squad. I there's no way that has not been discussed on the podcast. Maybe when Nikki guessed, but I don't know. There's another tribe called Rupert's Tie Dye Tank Top. One time, I made a tweet, a, a famously great tweet, but also a bad tweet uh, that just said eggnog, more like great nog, and our friend Nikki who was the guest for season four of this podcast tattooed it on her body and has an eggnog tattoo with my tweet on it on her body, which is a lot. It's a lot. It's great. Uh, Another team called survival of the fitness. Uh, I don't like that. Oh, Uh, I dream of Jeannie and there's a character or a contestant this season called Jeannie. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Does this say anything? Uh, I mean, like, 
we are definitely past three minutes of the final three and the final three and last you're reading we other short. people's jokes last week we were short so you know i gotta really get it in here another team called the monster is hungry what the fuck is the monster? monster we need to talk about this monster watch monster watch what the fuck is the monster jeff this is supposed to be a new era full of monsters what the fuck uh, one team called jalapeno kettle chips which wait just good wait 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 <laughs> we were having a conversation another one called probst's hair is dangerous i don't know anything about that i don't know what the monster is uh do you think like just these beware advantages of the monster or it's going to be a twist that comes up that we don't know about it's got to be something that comes up it'll be so disappointing if it's just this like it was such a huge thing in the teaser the monster is hungry nothing so far has been labeled as being called the monster did Maybe you, there's going to be some beware advantage that can activate a monster. Like like a real monster? No, like you like it's a an advantage you get is like you are the monster and you get to like, I don't know, you do the mash. You, you do, do the, the monster, monster mash? mash? Yeah, it's a graveyard smash. When you if someone says like picture a monster to you. Uh-huh. What are you picturing? Well, I had too much time. I'm picturing two things. I picture a Frankenstein's monster was one of the things I mentioned, but I think that's because we were just talking about monster match. Okay. Uh, and then I kind of picture a like, maybe kind of like a beholder sort of figure. Oh, interesting. Okay. My mind didn't do either of those things and went to the lost smoke monster. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what I first thought of when I was like, and then you activate the monster like that made me think of lost right away but then i also thought of all real monsters yeah uh-huh and like the, that kind of monster well that beholder is kind of has similar vibes to that one monster that like holds its eyes in all real monsters i mean but like with just a lot more eyes yeah well no beholder doesn't have like one big eye and then like tentacles yeah and the tentacles i guess have eyes on the ends of them yeah yeah, I was like, I think it's a lot of eyes. Yeah, there are a lot of eyes. It because it's like that's kind of its whole thing. It it beholds. It yeah. is a beholder. Oh, I almost forgot. I can't forget, but it goes with what uh, we're closing up in. Somebody tweeted at us. Oh, actually, there's two tweets. Uh, one was not meant for us. Um, we got weirdly <laughs> tagged in something. Um, so one is a person by the name of Michael who may or may not be our brother and has been on the podcast before uh, tweeted in response to us talking about the combined immunity reward challenges that he kind of assumes that it might be partially due to the accelerated COVID schedule because he's watched some other three tribe seasons and he didn't notice the difference. Now we know because we've talked to Jake and Karen, I don't think we said this on the podcast. This was in between last week and this week that uh, it's not uncommon for like in the first few episodes to have combined challenges like we've been seeing. Um, so they must, that must happen like in the later seasons. Um, the other tweet at tribal council 20, um, we were tagged in a tweet that was talking about um, ambassador Linda Thomas Greenfield, who is a uh, U.S. United uh, USUN ambassador. Yeah, a yeah. UN ambassador for the US, I guess, uh, who tweeted something and some other person responded um, 
who said when a U.S. citizen, without even knowing it, uses the same words as a refugee to describe her situation, their government needs to start paying attention. Hashtag asylum, hashtag sanctuary, hashtag Manzanar, at Densho Project, hashtag displacement, hashtag IDP, at Tribal Council 20, at DOD, at civil civil rights organization, <laughs> at civil rights. So Tribal Council 20 just got thrown into the middle of that right before at DOD. We got tagged side by side with the Department of Defense Inspector General. And you know what? We got tagged before him. <laughs> That is amazing. Uh, it's definitely the account that did it is some sort of like spam account. So I'm not going to like reveal its name because it's full of all sorts of like weird stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, the tweet like kind of made sense and had political tags with it, like the Department of Defense uh, Inspector General and us, Tribal Council 20, a survival Why? podcast. Why? I don't know. Maybe the word council? I don't know. That's so strange. But yeah, we, yeah. Anyway, thanks, Mike or Michael or Michael. What? Michael? Yes, it was our brother, Michael. Oh, I didn't, I, I was assuming it was someone else, but okay. Thank you, Michael. Uh, wait, wait. I was under the impression that they didn't watch any Survivor that we had not covered on the podcast yet. Well, you, that was a bad impression, I guess. You were wrong. Uh, all right. So, uh tweet at us and uh or tag us and stuff maybe if you're like tagging the department of defense or whatever just throw us in there just for good measure we'll get up there maybe we'll get some high security clearance or something uh, if you've got questions comments thoughts concerns criticisms witticisms email us tribal council podcast at gmail.com um and for this week at tribal council as always this is chris signing off this is the department of defense and the tribe has spoken. Oh, I should have said like, and message redacted or something like that. That would have been fun. <laughs>